My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. (laughs) Welcome to episode 55. And in this episode, we are going to discuss Friday the 13th, part two, that came out in 1981, just a year after the original Friday the 13th. Yeah. And that's fitting, because it's the same fucking movie. It it is. (laughs) But way more sexualized. Like, holy shit. And the blood isn't as good in this one. No. I like slashers, but they're not my go-to in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a place for them. Like, if you just want to watch someone get killed and it's fun. Yeah. Like, I'll go to Halloween mm-hmm. for some reason that I know it's a slasher, but there's something He's about... different, right? Yeah, there's something about Michael Myers that's a little bit more sophisticated. It's the storyline. I know people yeah. get so mad that Michael Myers is just supposed to be a babysitter killer. And they hate the storyline of Laurie Strode, but that's what makes it interesting. I think so, too, because all these characters in Friday the 13th are, in both of these parts now that we've talked about, are completely disposable. Yeah, We don't care anything about them. I don't know any of these people's names. None of them. I'm same. Yeah. I, I heard them yell a bunch of when people were dying or whatever. I was like, mm. But exactly. this movie is set five years after mm-hmm. the blood camp blood basically yeah. is what they're calling what happened in the first one and the only part that's not said after that is it opens with the girl from the first one that was the one alive having nightmares and still dealing with how horrible this was yeah which was really cool uh adrian king she was the one who was from the original that mm-hmm. our our surviving girl yeah that we actually got back she only came back to this for a very short scene because she actually had a really bad stalker who broke into her house one night and she oh has basically retired from from screen acting. She's given her voice to some things, but she won't be on camera anymore. This was the last thing she ever did, this little bit part, because of this guy. Who found her from Friday the 13th? Yes. That's so fucking... Yeah, it, he ruined her career. How sad is that? Not interested, dude. Get over it. Mm-hmm. There are gotta be a million people that look like her. Yeah. Move the fuck on. Yep. That's so interesting because, not to say, like, that she wasn't pretty, but there were girls in Friday the 13th that got, like, nude and, like, Mm -hmm. were very, I guess that just wasn't his thing. Yeah, right. Like, you would think that one of those girls that was, like, had their tits out the whole time might get a stalker because the guy got everything that he wanted to see. Or maybe that was the allure of... No. I don't know. I'm not here I just to. I think it's so sad. It is sad, yeah. Because she did a good job. She yeah. was, she, she could have had so many roles. It's interesting that nobody really talks about her as a scream queen. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's probably because she just disappeared after, mm-hmm. like, Friday the 13th Part 2. This, like, it's maybe a 10-minute opening sequence. Yeah, that's It's it. very short. And it ends with her getting killed again. Mm-hmm. Or not again, but getting killed. And ending that chapter and then you just cut to immediately five years later and it's almost the exact same opening you've got kids that are going through this town Mm -hmm. and going to this camp but it's not the same exact camp it's like right next to it well it's the camp counselors training grounds right so which is i jokingly made fun of it it's (laughs) (laughs) it's called packanac lodge and i wrote down pack snack I called it Pancake. (laughs) (laughs) So neither one of us were impressed by the name. (laughs) I was like, Pancake Lodge, got it. Well, I was like also taking notes and I looked up and I saw like a P and A and like a Mm -hmm. K and I was like, Pancake, got it. (laughs) And actually my second sentence in here is we're literally watching a recap of the final act of part one because before it even gets into part two, Mm -hmm. you pretty much watch a lot of the last act of Friday the 13th. Which, they did a lot in older movies. Like, right. 
I can't think of one right now, but I want to say Rocky. I don't remember it's, or not. Yeah, it's kind of reminds me of like HBO does the one that goes and it does the last season yeah, on. It exactly. kind of like gives you a reminder of what happened. Exactly. Well, you have to think back then people didn't have VCRs were so expensive and right. they didn't play in theaters forever. They so probably they saw had it in to, theaters one time and yeah. they had to recap what happened. Exactly. And I probably wouldn't have remembered other than, oh, yeah, he this lady killed a bunch of people at this camp. Yeah. That's that. And so it's not a bad way to introduce. It was just, it seemed really long mm-hmm. to me. But, did, you know. I agree. I actually even commented, it was only released the next year. Did we need so much exposition? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very similar. Like, my walkthrough is not super. I kind of stopped taking detailed notes when I realized it's they're doing the same things over mm-hmm. again yeah it's a little different they've got this head counselor that's a little bit well there wasn't one that was comp- in charge and pretty responsible in the first one too that has this girl that he's interested in everyone else is romping around having fun building stuff learning stuff mm-hmm. like it, it's all effing stuff yeah right <laughs> <laughs> getting killed while effing while not nearly as creatively though yeah no yeah it <laughs> They did so many good kills in Friday the 13th, which is one thing that I love about it because there's not a lot of substance to it, but there were some, there was some good gore. Like when the arrow went through his neck, yes. like that was really good. Well, this that one. was Tom Savini. We didn't have him for this right. one. Right. So. Yeah. And this one was just kind of like taking like a machete or, I mean, there he used different things. Like there was a wire at one point that cut somebody's throat, but it wasn't like, maybe for 1981, it was a little bit differentiated from the things that we've seen maybe. you know and maybe the the point was to try to every kill to be a little different and since it is almost it's not like a scene by scene remake because <laughs> it's not a remake it's a but sequel overall it, it's the pretty scene by scene the same yeah all of it's basically the same yeah so maybe they were trying to every kill be a little yeah. different but it just kind of got meh except even the ending sequence like we'll get to it eventually but yeah the ending sequence is exactly the same mm-hmm. you you think that she's gonna die and then she's saved by the cops you know you think she's gonna die but it's a dream and she's saved by yes by exactly. the uh, hospital right so, exactly same thing and I made a note that the acting between a couple of them, not all of the counselors, but some of them was so fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. And I know 80s is very campy. Like, mm-hmm. and when, you know, when we say campy, I don't mean Camp Crystal. I mean, like, <laughs> right. campy is kind of a term used to describe, like, what we would say, like, that's extra. You mm-hmm. know, like, over the top a little like, bit. Awkward, but you kind of still like it. Yeah. yeah. Like Rocky Horror Picture Show, kind of. That's campy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but in a very endearing way. This mm-hmm. was just kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. that's annoying as shit. Mm-hmm. But I didn't hate it. It was just like, their acting is terrible, but everybody gets killed so quickly that it doesn't really even matter. Yeah, basically. You know, and while they're doing all of these things, you see these point of views of someone clearly stalking them at this mm-hmm. camp, you know, from like back in the trees or watching the cabins and you get a lot more of the theme in this one than I felt like the theme. It's not yeah. really music, the sound, you know, mm-hmm. that very iconic Friday the 13th sound. That one? Yes. Yeah. But you Everywhere. still don't get the hockey mask. No, you do not. You get it in the third one. I found out. Didn't actually know that till I looked. So <laughs> don't credit me with knowing stuff about Friday the 13th because I don't. But you don't get the hockey mask in this one either, which there's this, this is kind of a side story, but there's like a game that Facebook hosts and you play trivia online with like thousands of people and you can actually 
win money, mm-hmm. they send it to you via Facebook. And the only one I ever won was a horror movie themed one. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, shocking. <laughs> and the question that kicked everybody out was, who's the killer in Friday the 13th? And everyone said Jason Voorhees. Do you not at least watch Scream? <laughs> you find out right. right there. Yep. And the other one that kicked everyone out, what was the original name of Scream? Figuring uh, that you said that. It's a I scary movie. I would say I don't remember. Ah, it yeah, is a scary movie. It was a scary movie, movie. Yep, yep. Because uh, the Waynes brothers yes. took that name. Because exactly. Yep. That was a side story. But a lot of people just attribute Friday the 13th to the hockey mask. And we have these first two movies in the, I don't know, 28,000 movie installment. <laughs> and you don't get the hockey mask and actually until the next one, mm-hmm. which will be next year. You get this burlap sack, which is just so gross. And he kind of looks like something from, like, The Hills Have Eyes. Like, when you see yes, his definitely. face. Because you see his face here. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But I thought one scene that was actually pretty captivating to me was I thought the actor did a good job. The leader of this guy, he's the head director. He's the one training these counselors. His name is Paul. And they're all sitting around a campfire one night. And Paul tells them that about Jason and that his body was never found. And he lives deformed in the wilderness, stalking. And the townspeople perpetuate this story. And he says, the girl that survived Friday the 13th said she saw him and then just disappeared two months later. Like, she disappeared. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, I I thought that was kind of cool. Like, it said, legend has it Jason's always beheaded mother and took revenge. And he will continue to take revenge on anyone that enters his wilderness. And he says, they're the first crew back in five years. So, yes, it does, like, completely set up this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But he did, I was like... That's a good ghost story to tell, like, around a campfire. That was kind of a cool way to introduce that that fit very well into the theme. And also, it was pretty creepy. Like, Mm -hmm. if I was one of those counselors sitting around listening to that, I'd be like, ooh, Mm -hmm. I don't like that. That makes me uncomfortable, which was cool. So the next day, they're all doing stuff. And by that, like I said earlier, they're working on the archery. They're building things. They're cutting wood. Like, just campy things. Like, camp campy things. Mm, Yeah, like things you're supposed to do. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. (laughs) The theme starts, and someone is looking in all the windows. And that night, someone is sneaking around the camp, and one of the old guys from town, it's kind of like a red herring. Like, this old creepy dude from town is walking it, around. He's the same old creepy dude from it, last time that exactly. was the red herring. We're right. doing the same thing exactly. again. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And then someone kills him. And they strangle him with barbed wire, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay. That's fucking horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the next day, one of the girls wanders away to look for her dog, which you're like, oh, that dog's dead. Like, mm-hmm. 100% dead. For sure dead. Which. Not. It's not. But is it? Right. We don't they fucking ha- know. Yeah, they have this weird scene where they find, like, a dead dog. But, but then at the but end... But they find a live dog. The dog... Muffin comes back. But then it's back. a dream? Who fucking... Who, we have no fucking clue what happened to Muffin. Nobody knows. Poor Muffin. <laughs> <laughs> Muffin is alive in my book. Exactly. I no, I agree. Yours. <laughs> I wrote, Muffin's alive, and then I scratched it out, because I was like, I don't even know. Because <laughs> there's a scene where two of them... Just like in the first one, wander away from everybody else to go do coupley things. And they find this dead. It looks like a dog body. It doesn't look like a squirrel or a rabbit. Yeah, they're like, I don't know what it is. It looks like a fucking dog. It's muffin, <laughs> How do you bitch? not know what it looks like? But then at the end, it's not. I don't know. But maybe it is. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? If you know if Muffin is dead or alive, please email us uh, at gmail.com. Thank you. I did want to bring something up that made me laugh just for you. Yeah, I'm ready. They made a joke or they didn't make a joke but someone called someone turkey you turkey 
<laughs> Do I need to tell the story? I real think quick? you need to tell All the right. story, please. Side story. This is great. It'll be about probably three minutes if you want to just skip right through it, but <laughs> but don't skip through it because it's fucking hilarious. The one time I decided to like be social with people I didn't know, which will never happen again. <laughs> there was a girl that I, we worked with, and. She was, like, a little... I'm very, like, I can be social and I can do it well, but on the inside, I'm pretty, like, reserved. And, Mm -hmm. I don't know, a lot of energy just kind of freaks me out. Yeah. She just had a lot of energy. And her boyfriend and her were going to trivia and asked Brad and I to go. And this was years ago. And I was like, okay, fine. And basically, the question was, what is an insult used commonly in the 1950s to, like, 1980s -hmm. that is also a country? (laughs) I'm dying all over Nigeria is a country, (laughs) but but that's not what they put. Please don't write that. We all know what they wrote. And I was horrified. I was like, that is not the answer. There is no way in hell that geeks who drink a corporate company would put that on there that's not even a fucking country that's not no you cannot put that on there but they like i'll just say it as niger is not a country right which is what they put oh my on fucking the God, paper dude. and brad it's and so i were just like because we i don't know we were like trying to play but he her boyfriend at the time was very like no i'm right and that's that and i was like all right fuck me then i don't want to be here yeah, fair. Anymore. And he, I was like, I swear to God, that's not the fucking answer. I didn't know what it was, but I was like, I know it's not that. Just leave it blank. And then <laughs> we got called out in front no. of everyone in the bar. And I was like, I am never going out in public again. I'm never hanging out with people I don't know. I don't want to be set up on any couple dates. I'm fucking done. <laughs> the, answer. the answer was turkey. <laughs> Oh, and that has been an inside joke with us since then now. Which, turkey. if I could ever, if I could have thought about the answer, I would have gotten it, but I was just scrambling to try to take that piece of yeah, paper. I bet. How fucking embarrassing. Oh. I don't even know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Mm, um, homicide, got it. They went to find Muffin. But also, he's, like, smacking her butt. And you're seeing these girls walk through the woods, and their asses are, like, falling out of their shorts. There's this girl who has a crop top on, and her boob is literally going to fall out. Okay, which is fine. My concern would be mosquitoes. (laughs) Mosquitoes on my titties. Oh, my God. I just mean, they, they took, they're like, oh, people like sex and slashers. Let's just up it. Like, so much. It was crazy. Yeah, it was, you know, we had already had, this was kind of the... You know, we get out kind of out of the 60s or towards the end of the 60s and into the 70s. And it's becoming a little bit more mainstream because we've had the free love and Mm -hmm. make love, not war and all these movements. And so you're starting to see sex and full frontal nudity for on a woman more common in mainstream movies and media. Obviously, there has been porn around since before silent films even. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't it was very like, shh, like, don't talk about that, you know. And now we've got this movement of nudity, nudity, nudity. And so people were like, let's, people want to see people killed and let's have their boobies hang out. It's going to be great. It's a twofer. This is what the people want. What was the meme you showed me where it was bad horror movie or something? Yeah. So it was, it's this meme going around and it's the, it's like this flex tape stuff or like sealant Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's uh, basically 
cylinder of water bursting and it's this guy <laughs> slapping this thing over it to fix it and it was like horror movies and the water coming out was like horrible acting writing <sighs> directing producing and the fix it was boobies <laughs> <laughs> yes that's what they did with this or they tried to do did not fix it titties galore <laughs> and some bush oh yeah we got some when bush. She's seven. um i watched this with sierra and we would go bush sighting <laughs> bush sighting <laughs> jeez <laughs> If anybody watches South Park, the Butters is the best. He's the man. And there's a, they see Craig's mom's bush, and he goes, "Jeez!" Oh and so God. now we do that all the time. And then you had to show me this horrible picture. Now we're totally on a rant. Google Demi Moore's bush and thank me later. <laughs> <laughs> you will sit there and go, "Jeez!" I'll post the meme on our Facebook or our uh, Instagram with no context, and maybe somebody will have Googled it and be like. Oh, my fucking God. It's, like, from the 80s, and that was, like, the thing. You had to forage for your pussy. So you had to, like, chop down the trees and bring your hedge clippers. And it was, like, a reward. And oh, that I was see. this era. It was intense. You could show that in a school and then be like, well, there's no vagina there, so I guess we can't get mad about Literally. <laughs> wow. This is an apology episode, I guess. Yeah, jeez. We're, like, not even talking about the movie. Well, the movie bored me, to be honest. Yeah, fair. Uh, like it was fine if it was on and i was doing something else like decorating or cleaning i would put it on and it'd be fine but it's Mm -hmm. not something i'd sit down and be like i'm ready to watch a movie Mm -hmm. and watch friday the 13th or friday the 13th part two or i don't know maybe the one when he goes to space i'll enjoy (laughs) 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 haven't gotten there yet but there's also this clip of somebody putting away a chainsaw that she was using to cut wood so they're kind of showing you like some weapons that could be used that he could potentially grab. yes and you get the theme every now and then it's very mm-hmm. prominent and this is actually when the couple sneaks away to see camp blood which is the old crystal lake site where all the you know the, all the counselors are swimming and they're like let's go see camp blood mm-hmm. which i get is stupid in a horror movie but i would also be like let's go let's see go camp see blood. camp blood exactly yeah. i would get killed not going off to Camp Blood to have sex, just like going to see I it. I want to see it, yeah. <laughs> and someone is behind them and watching them, and they find I put the dead dog, and they think it's a wild animal that did it. To me, it was very clearly a dead dog, but I agree. and I just kind of assumed that was it and moved on. But and then this random cop shows up, mm-hmm. and then gets mad at Paul that his counselors are just running around going to Camp Blood, which I guess is fair. Like they really do think that somebody's out there. Yeah. And they didn't even want these counselors doing this around here. They wanted them to go to the next county over. So (laughs) on the cop's way back, he sees someone run across the road and the theme starts again. And he gives chase and he comes across this like shack in the woods. And he gets the back of a hammer to the back of his head. (laughs) I had a question. It's just kind of an interesting like, did he... He had to have been there the whole time and his mother had to have known it. So is that where they lived together, you would think? Because... Later, you see all these flashbacks of his mother talking to him and taking care of him and even him seeing his mother in one of the counselors. So I'm assuming they've been there to, or he, they were in a house together and now he's just shacked up in these woods looking for these counselors. This is why Sean Cunningham thought that this was the stupidest thing to ever have a sequel to. Oh, really? How is Jason alive? How the fuck is Jason alive? Yes. How? And they gave him basically throughout all of the Friday the 13th movies, these supernatural abilities. Yeah. He's just supposed to be 
I mean, he wasn't even supposed to be. Like, no. the whole thing was this mother is killing these counselors. And even him popping out of the lake afterwards was just a bad dream that the victim had because of her PTSD. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, this is going to sound really bad. I think his mom is way more fascinating than he is. I do, too. He's just a deformed killer that almost drowned, drowned, came back to life. Like, we don't, we don't know. But she had motive Mm -hmm. and was scary because she could look like your best friend or the sweet old lady down the street. And she's a killer. And you felt for her a little bit. So you're seeing both sides of it. Like, you feel for the kids who are getting killed, but also, I mean, they, quote unquote, killed her son. Right. Absolutely. So that night, some of the counselors go into town to party and some stay behind at the camp. And one bitch, this, we had to get bush and titties at the same time. And this was our scene because this one bitch goes skinny dipping. Yeah. In the dark. In the dark. In a lake. And some dude steals her fucking clothes. I don't understand why that's a fun thing. Like, that's really fucked up. Yep. In the middle of the night, you're just going to steal her clothes. And now she's got to wander out there and get killed by Jason. You're a fucking asshole. Right. And luckily he gets caught in this little trap they rigged and he's hanging by his foot and then gets like murked real good. Mm-hmm. But then she comes back and also and and... gets killed and starts screaming and yep. You don't feel bad for any of these fucking people. Nope, nope, nope. I basically just said the resident douche gets killed. Yeah. Like they're all kind of douchey, but like he was like real douchey. I mean, the small, teeniest, tiniest empathy that I have for one of these characters, because it's not that... You hate them. You just don't care about them. Right. It's for, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say it this way because I don't know his name, but the guy in the wheelchair, I felt so bad for him because he was going to get laid. Fuck. She was already, she was putting on cute panties and, oh my God, he was going to get laid. Okay. I have a funny thing. I couldn't keep up with which couples were having sex because Mm, there were like a lot of, like two at the same time, I think got killed having sex or it just showed a bunch of different scenes. I don't remember. But... I was watching this with Sierra, and one girl is, like, getting the business, right? (laughs) (laughs) And she looks over his shoulder, because he's on top of her, and sees Jason about to kill him. And she's like, (gasps) and Sierra goes, my nut! (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. So every time somebody was having sex and getting killed, we'd go, they're nut, because they ain't getting it. It's like, yes, they're life, but also, damn. Damn, that's the worst didn't get to time, finish. man. You couldn't have done it after. <sighs> man, that's crude, but this whole movie is crude. So, I mean, like. Exactly. Mm. So, all these people get killed. And then back at the bar, everyone, you know, Jenny is kind of the main girl. She's basically mirrored to the first girl's living mm-hmm. victim. I mean, it's. The same th- fucking thing down to mm-hmm. one guy gets left at the bar and you see him a couple times where it's mm-hmm. in the first one, you have the, the head of the camp. That couldn't he get home. at like a diner or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Same fucking thing. Same, same exact thing. There was no creativity that went into this no. movie. No. They were like, oh, that worked? Let's do it again. Uh, and again and again and again and again and again and again. I know that the rest of them aren't mirrored, but oof, we have a lot of Jason <laughs> movies. <laughs> Jenny goes back to camp and now Jason is focused on her and she, I believe it was her actually like finds his shed and, mm-hmm. and gets, and it's hard to go into detail about because there's really not a ton of detail. It's like her screaming and running and closing doors and then having to leave through a window because he's getting through the door and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. When she's 
running from him, there's a point where she's laying under the bed, okay? And he's like, Oh, I forgot about that. And I have to say, she peed over a rat. Like, no, no, no. I get that she's scared for her life. Yeah, like a rat runs next to her under the bed and she fucking pees herself. Dude, I get if you're going to pee yourself because of Jason. Right. Not for the fucking rat. What? Serious? That's, That's it. He wouldn't have even seen her had she not pissed herself. He was walking out. Over a fucking rat? Seriously. Maybe it was the adrenaline and anything that moves that you're not ready for is spooky, but I mean. Also, her jeans would have absorbed the fuck out of it. There's no way it would have puddled like that on the floor. I call bullshit. Mm -hmm. Pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah? It did. It did. (laughs) Well, she gets found and he chases her and she basically saves her own life by him coming towards her and him... And her talking to him Which was as his mother. That was the coolest part of this movie, yeah. was that. Mm-hmm. One scene. That was it. Right. It, like, does these shots of Mrs. Voorhees' face on hers going back and forth. And Jason is kind of having a break from rea- reality because, I mean, yeah, he is kind of a, like, you can kind of sympathize with him. He's a little boy who his mom was his whole world and vice versa. And he watched her fucking die. He watched her be decapitated. And Ooh. so he's, like, horrified. And all he wants in the whole world is his mom back. So she's saying things that his mother would have said to him. That's all he wants in the whole world. He's, and especially because you can kind of assume he's not, like, all there mentally. Mm-hmm. You know? So he kind of stops and w- wavers and doesn't kill her because he's having this break from reality. Right. Where Paul... I believe it's Paul comes in mm-hmm. and is able to thwart him, basically. Which doesn't fucking matter because Jason no. kills him anyway. Right. Because the end scene, they're in a cabin. They've closed the door and they're finally calming down and something's at the door. And oh, my God, oh, my God. And it's fucking Muffin, which looks like she just got back from the groomer. <laughs> right? She she has not been wandering through the woods and dry leaves. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. She had her own cabin that nobody knew about. <laughs> <laughs> she went over to Camp Blood to get away from all the sex. Fair. Yeah. Because damn. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so you see her holding, Jenny holding Muffin, and there's a window behind her because bitch has got to back up against windows for some stupid fucking reason, and he comes through it and gets her, and then it ends. He jumps at her just like in the fucking lake when he jumps at her. It's like the same music. Dude. Maybe not the exact same, but it's pretty close. Dude. Same exact movie. She oh, wakes I forgot up to on... say Happy Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we do this. And uh, then she wakes up on the gurney as they're putting her in an right. ambulance. And everyone's dead. Mm-hmm. Sans Muffin, possibly? Who knows? Yeah, which is also weird because if Jason just came in, like if she passed out or whatever, maybe he thought she was dead. But he seems like a pretty violent guy where he would have just, like, kept stabbing or, like, chopped her head off or something. Because that's the whole reason he's like this, quote, unquote, you know, is because his mother got decapitated. It's not like he tried with anyone else. I mean, he fucking stuck a machete or a hatchet or somebody, something in some dude's forehead. He wasn't like, oh, I probably knocked her out. Dude. So how did she survive? Because then he went to kill Paul. Mm -hmm. So, like, it doesn't really matter. Asking too many questions. We're not taking this at face value enough. That's true. I mean, I would give it probably like a two and a half out of five for me. Yeah, I wrote it down ahead of time just so I can keep track. Three out of five. I mean, yeah, right around there. Fine. It was middle of the road horror. Yeah, there was nothing super creative about it. I mean, there was a lot of create, oh, quite a bit of creativity in the first Friday the Thirteenth for it just being like a 
slasher movie the twist of it being his mother was was mm-hmm. good yeah. i thought that was really good and this one was just meh it did get the whole jason franchise going yeah. more than the first one did but that's because people will pay just like when they made the remake in like 2009 people will pay to see jason kill people Yes. That's just the formula that works for them. And people continue to see it, which mm-hmm. is totally fine. I don't have an issue with that. I, I just mean, thought... If there were 20 more screams, people would still go to see it. We like slashers. Right. And, you know, I'm interested to see some of the, like, Jason X and Jason Takes Manhattan and, like, mm-hmm. just interested to see, do they care enough? Because I haven't seen them all to do anything with his story. Like, how did he fucking get to Manhattan or space? Like, you know what I mean? I've seen them all and I don't remember, honestly. So... His storyline's kind of secondary to just killing a bunch of yeah. people. Getting him to New York gives him a mass amount of people to kill. Which exactly. Is, I'm assuming what the big draw was. Get him in a populated area, take him out of the wilderness, and make him more threatening. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the same as, um, I think there's a Leprechaun movie where it puts him, like, oh, in the hood. Leprechaun in the hood or something. I think it's just <laughs> yeah. one of those, like, this is going to make you laugh, but also you get to see people get killed. Yes. It's like a horror, horror comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Happy Friday the 13th, you guys. Yeah. We have so many Friday the 13th movies that we will not be short for Friday the 13th spots. No, forever. Jeez. <laughs> so enjoy your Friday again. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Exorcisters Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at The Exorcisters. And like I mentioned before, you can always email us at theexorcisters at gmail.com and find us on our website at exorcisters.com. And next time, if this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Till then, stay creepy.